Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. You know, today's a very unique podcast because now I've got my good friend Corey Faulkner. He's on the other side of the camera. You know, hey, how are you? Good, man. It's very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Now you know how we feel. Yeah. You know, uh, for those of you that don't know, Corey does all the podcasts for us. And, you know, we're just sitting here jamming. And I'm like, Corey, I need you on podcasts. I've heard you on a few of them. But let's talk about how you started your company, Elite Marketing, and how you got into this. So tell us a little bit of your background, you know, where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of a long journey for the most part. <laughs> I grew up in... Greenville, South Carolina, Mill Hill kid, Dunning, you know, downtown. So, you know, pretty much grew up with, you know, kind of a struggle life for the, for the most part. But I always tell everybody, for the most part, it's good to grow up on the Mill Hill because it teaches you one thing. Struggle's good in some cases. You know, make sure who you are. But uh, grew up there, worked construction for a while, dropped out of school in 11th grade, then went to work for um, Caterpillar. Went to work for Caterpillar, worked for them 15 years, I guess it was. And then that's actually what brought us to Georgia. So I moved to Georgia in 2010, uh, took a promotion down here. But during that time, you know, around 29, you know, 2010, I guess it was, I got interested in video production, more so in the outdoor industry. That's where I got my start, primarily in the outdoor industry, traveling the world and filming hunting shows, fishing shows. Um, Did that for quite some time. Um, until, you know, I left Caterpillar in 2016, started my own business. And then basically freelance prior to that. Then what full-time? You know, well, I freelance again after 2016 for, quite, for probably two or three years until I started, well, essentially back then it was Cedar Cross Media, which we focused nothing on, you know, just video. That's all we did. Then it kind of migrated a little bit into web design and then digital marketing and stuff, which, you know, while I was at Caterpillar, I, Still did digital marketing for some sorts, you know, some reasons here and there, um, and then kind of fell in love with it for the most part. I love video, um, as you can see, I mean, that's what we do <laughs> for a major part of what we do. But uh, at the same time, I would say nowadays, since it transitioned from Cedar Cross Media to Elite Marketing Co., which is what it is now, we focus 99% digital. You know, of course, video is baked in there somewhere, but it's all digital. Yeah, and see, that's the thing is years ago when you were doing videos and stuff, you know, nowadays when you send an email out, not very many people are going to read an email. Mm-hmm. But if you send a video out and it's a certain amount of, you know, time, I'm not going to watch a, you know, 16, 20-minute video, but if it's a two, three-minute clip, if you send an email out to me, I'm going to uh, watch it. So mm-hmm. when you started that, it was almost like you were ahead of your time because – People in the marketing industry, you know, they were always blast email, email, email. Well, now it's like now I can couple that email with a video because mm-hmm. let's be honest, you know, social media is so big and, you know, everything in what we do. I mean, this podcast is on social media and so many people watch videos nowadays. But let's go back because how I met you, you were filming hunting shows. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was going on a hunt somewhere, you were there tag along trying to capture that moment for them. And you've been to a lot of unique places over yeah. the years. Yeah, I have, you know, and I don't travel much anymore. I mean, the last time I traveled was back late last year sometime. I don't even, actually, it might have been mid last year. Went to South Africa. I love Africa. It's one of my favorite places to go. Um, 
but I only go in the outdoor industry now when I need to get out of the office, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to see something different for a while. But other than that, you know, I, I don't travel as much. The last time I traveled a good extent was probably three or four years ago. And, you know, in, in the hunting industry, that's if you don't like to travel, that ain't the place for you because you're going to be on the road all the time. And I left home, I guess it was about the beginning of September, and really came home for good at the end of January, you know, the following January. And, you know, I'd come home for a day or two, just basically repack a bag, get on a plane and go somewhere else. Um, but that was a lot of traveling, man. I was burnt out. I was burnt out. I felt like I was on deployment. You know, me and my wife, I tell people, me and my wife have been together since we were 12 years old. So <laughs> a, while. a long time. Yeah. When I got home that January, the first week we were in an argument because I'd felt like I didn't know her anymore. She didn't know me and I didn't know her. We'd just been away from each other for too long. You know, it's dependent on myself. You know, the whole time you're on the road, you're just depending on yourself and do what you need to do and kind of do what you want to do. Yeah. So it was, it was an awkward feeling. After that, I knew I needed to make a change. And so I just basically transitioned completely out of the outdoor industry and started focusing on small businesses that really needed what we had to offer. And, and that's kind of what took us where we're at today. So that evolved into Elite Marketing now? Yeah. And yep. tell me a little bit about, you know, right now, what does Elite Marketing do for your clients? Well, we, we do primarily, of course, Google PPC ad campaigns, social media ad campaigns, email marketing. Um, used to do a lot of web design, not as much web design as we used to do, but that's, you know, here and there, you know, what we do as well. Um, social media management and all, all those factors. But, uh, and then, of course, video is baked in there also, and then blog, um, podcasting. Yeah. But, you know, we love what we do. It's always challenging because the digital space, you got to keep up with it, and it's changing every single second of every day. And it's a, it's a task to keep up with it. Well, you've seen, like, technology change with cameras. You know, it's yeah. like every time you get a brand-new camera, you get used to shooting that camera. It's like the new camera's coming out now, mm -hmm. and you, you're upgrading your equipment every time you look around. Yeah, and I was in that phase for quite some time, man. As a video producer, you kind of get into the phase, well, i got to have the – you know, hot and, you know, greatest thing at the moment. So I was, man, I was spending a fortune. I didn't, it was a long time before I told my wife what I really spent. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, and honestly, if I remember right, how she found out is when we did our taxes. And she was like, what, you spent how much? So, you know, when I left Caterpillar, I took my pension 401k and all, and that's what started this business. So you took all, everything that you've worked mm -hmm. on, and you dumped it in, and you bet on yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have a plan B. It's all plan A. That's so many people out there that are, you know, they have that fear of stepping out mm. and, and really betting on themselves. And to your point, when you said, I don't have a plan B, that's why you're doing well. That's why you're doing what you're doing is because if plan if you have a plan B, I've always been told plan A never works. That's right. Because in the back of your mind, you have that safety net. It's like, well, I can always go back to this. Mm -hmm. I can always go back to this. So you're kind of only 80% in on plan A because in the back of your mind, I got plan B. But if you're 80% in on something, to me, you're 100% out because yeah. you're not fully vested. Absolutely, man. I wake up every day, you know, for the most part. And you always have somewhat, you always have that fear in a way that, okay, am I, am I going to make the right decisions today that's going to affect us tomorrow, positive or in a negative way? But at the same time, man, you just got to show up and do the work. You just got to, you just got to put your nose down and go with it and trust yourself. And if you make the wrong decision, oh, well, just learn from it and make a better one next time. You know, failure is feedback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when you have yeah. failure, it's like, okay, 
that don't work. Mm-hmm. So you don't repeat the same mistake. Yep. So it's feedback on what you need to work on. But let's go back to, you know, the hunting industry. You met a lot of people that probably are some of the best hunters in the world that mm-hmm. you got to spend some time with. And, you know, I go on a hunting trip, you know, a few times a year. And to me, it's more shooting. I don't have to scout. I don't have to put up a stand. I don't have to do any of that stuff. The outfitters I go see, they say, hey, that deer's coming in there. You need to get in that stand. Mm-hmm. And don't mess it up. Just make sure you make a good shot. But what are some things that you learned from those hunters when it came to, you know, dedication, discipline, and just being patient on making that right kill? What are some things that you learned from those hunters that you kind of correlate now into your business? Well, for the most part, I learned these cats are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've hunted all my life. And when it comes to producing outdoor, outdoor TV, most people that watch outdoor TV think, okay, well, I show up and I shoot the best deer they got. In two days, I'm done. I'm going somewhere else. Sometimes that's the case. Probably 2% of the time that's the case. The other 98% of the time is you might be in that stand from daylight to dark seven days not see a thing. And so it's dedication, man. It's just dedication to make sure you produce a good show and provide the viewers what they want to see, which is, you know, primarily as a kill and usually a, a good deer or a good elk or whatever it may be. But what that taught me was going forward into my own business is, you know, it's it, like you said, it's, it's dedication. For one, I, I, I have a dream and a desire to grow a legacy, not only a legacy for myself, but a legacy for the business, a legacy for the family and for the communities as a whole. You know, I, I don't want my kids ever, which I didn't grow up bad, I grew up pretty good for the most part. I mean, my family provided what they could. But at the same time, I always had the desire for more. Oh, and I still do today. I always have desire for more. When, when we get a good win, I'm happy for about two seconds. Yeah. Then I'm ready to move on to something else. Okay, let's get the next one. <laughs> you know, and so that's just the way I am. I'm geared, you know. Yeah. Well, it's that resilience factor that you built up over the mm-hmm. years of hours and hours of filming to get that 15-minute shot. That's right. Hours yeah. and hours of, you know, just being patient and waiting for that right time. And, you know, there's so many people out there, I think, that are looking for, you know, ways to – I need a little of encouragement to step out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone because, you know, coming from Caterpillar, I mean, that's a good job. You know, you come from, to your point, you didn't finish high school, you said. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you move and you're in a, a big corporation like that. You've got a good job. you got the 401K. you got the benefits and stuff like that. There was probably a lot of fear stepping out. Oh, it was, man. I tell you, I remember it like it was yesterday when I when – I, left so caterpillar was going through a restructure that time as corporate wide and when it all happened of course you know i knew what was going on the second my boss told me to go see my other boss because i had two bosses at the time one here and one in north carolina walking into his office with hr and he gave me the spill you know that the way it worked is as, as salary or management position you had 60 you know, 60 days to find another position somewhere else at a different facility basically you're not your job was being eliminated, but your position was being eliminated. So they went through the spill, and I told them right then, I said, man, God's got a plan for everybody. And for me, I really look at it that this is his plan for me. So I know this is str- it's stressful for all y'all to have to do this for whatever reason you got to do it for, but don't worry about me. I said, when I leave out of here today, 
me moving somewhere else is not going to happen. I moved my family here in 2010. I'll never move it, leave from this place. I love it here. So I said, don't worry about it, man. I left out there that day, went home, told my wife. Of course, she's devastated. She's like, holy crap, you know. You make good money, salary, pension, everything else. What are we going to do? Man, as soon as I left, within that first week, I was book solid for the whole year. Look at that. And I didn't really, I mean, I, I didn't really reach out to too many people. It just, you know, I learned this lesson a long time ago from this guy in the outdoor industry. Um, actually, Mark Womack, he owned Sub 7 out of Columbus. He said, always stay in contact, no matter what it is. Just every once in a while, send out a text, call somebody, whatever. And that's what it takes to get, you know, to have those relationships in the outdoor space, especially, any business, really. It's all about relationships, but always kind of stay on top of mind and, and reaching out. And that's what I did. I was always told your net worth will never be larger than your network. Yeah, that's right. li Life's all about relationships yep. and, and having good relationships with people, you know, because it's so many times there's people that have relationships and it's take, take, take. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does take, to your point, reach out to them, just genuinely checking on people. Not because I'm reaching out to you because one day I think I might do business with you, but genuinely checking on people. I was watching a, a video the other day in uh, social media. You know, there's some funny videos out there, but it said, um, don't text people for a certain amount of time and see who checks in on you. Those are your close people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding, man. You know, I don't, I don't, of course, talk much anymore on the phone, unless, you know, because I work or whatever. But, um, uh, you yeah, know, a lot of times you just kind of lose connection with people. And you go through that point in life and alone, you know, for a long time as you stay in contact, you stay in contact, stay in contact, and then you just kind of get so busy with life, you know, everyday life, especially growing a business, that you tend to stop doing that in a way. And it hurts you. It really does. I mean, just for instance, your family and all is always stay in contact, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you have went through that with your family recently, is, yeah. you know, having a relationship and making sure you don't miss the opportunity to reach out to the ones you love. So yeah. No, absolutely, man. I tell you, here recently, you know, my mom passed away a couple of weeks ago. And it's um, since then, even that day, man, for me moving away, because prior to us moving away, it was family time. Every Sunday we was at my sister's and my mom's house. The whole family was eating dinner. That was every Sunday. That was our life. Mm -hmm. The second I move away, that kind of stops. And then over the years, you just kind of not necessarily lose connection, but don't do as much as you used to do, of course, because we're three, hour, three and a half hours away. So a lot of guilt, guilt set in. You're like, holy crap, I could have done more. Couldn't have met her. Wish I had that one more phone call or one more text. Yeah. And so since then, man, I just, I, I really have made it a point every day or at least every other day to call family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent. If I could go back right now uh, with my grandfather, because mm. I spent a lot of time with him growing up and, you know, typically when you drive your own vehicle, it's very easy just to drive by their house and not stop mm, by, as opposed right. to when you're with your, your parents, to your point, on Sunday. But, you know, going back to your transition and into going from being an employee to being self-employed business owner, you know, that fear that people have is like, what if it don't work? You know, I don't think you let that sink in with you because to your point, when you come out, you said, I'm going to make this work because my calendar's already full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. And most people are, most people have that fear that it won't work out. 
and you know in some some cases I w- well I wouldn't say some I would say probably most cases that was kind of ingrained into you from childhood up is especially the conditions or the life you've had or given to you at that very moment throughout life you know as a, as a kid it may not work out but what if it does but especially when it comes to business you have to have a mindset that no matter what happens no matter what risk you take that risk could always be positive risk or, or the outcome could be a lot greater and a lot more positive than what you even thought possible. Yeah. And, you know, as us growing as a business, we're not nowhere near where I want to be. I mean, absolutely nowhere near, but we're getting there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just every day we just have to keep showing up and doing what we need to do and just always supporting and, and providing for our clients the best we can, better than what they've had been provided to before and, and just, just keep our nose to the ground and go at it. Yeah. So what's next for Elite Marketing right now? I know that you've got a lot of clients that coming on board. And, you know, when the term marketing comes to mind, like I'm very, like I don't even really know where to start with marketing, but I was always told that marketing is just introducing yourself to the world. And you've got so many platforms to your point. You've got, you know, online, social, and all that. What's next for Elite Marketing as you guys are bringing on all these clients, you know, are you looking to get out of LaGrange? Because I know you really love LaGrange in the community, but are you looking to expand to get out of here some, if it takes you that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, the business will always stay here, but a clientele, you know, we work with clientele all over the country. We have one in Louisiana, but most, I'd say, well, 99% of the clientele is Georgia base. But our direction going forward is, you know, in the past, since kind of day one we started, we've been kind of a generalist company marketing we do marketing with just about anybody for the most part i'd say but i I say that but it's been kind of heavy in the the home contractor industry hvac and stuff um and as in 2022 to 2023 really starting to transition completely out of that space and start to niche down to one space that way we can be efficient and know the industry inside and out I mean, really, you, you at that point, you can duplicate. It's replication. You know, of course, providing the best you can for the client. But, you know, what what will work for one client may not work for that next client in that same industry. But you learn a lot from that one that will help out that other. And you don't have to keep relearning the wheel and reinventing the wheel. You just, you know, niche down. And so that's our direction of going forward is focus strictly on the physical therapy industry. Right now, one of our, our biggest clients is within LaGrange is physical therapy, and we love it, man. Great to deal with, awesome people, and the industry all together is phenomenal. And, you know, it's a lot less stress and headache than the uh, the industry was working in. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no doubt, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what I've learned today is, you know, bet on yourself, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to fail, and, you know, create your network and mm-hmm. stay in contact with people. So I know this was outside of your comfort zone being on this side of the camera because yeah. most of the time you're on that side of the camera making sure that, you know, we look good, which is a very tough job. But <laughs> I, I, I'm just wondering who's going to make this look good when I'm sitting <laughs> in the seat. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for taking the time with me today. Yeah, absolutely, man. I enjoyed it. And it is different on this side of the camera, but I love this side too. Absolutely. Uh, way, so, yeah, I appreciate it, man.